involved from uh, the MTU, Adam Lorenz. Hey, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us this morning. You're good not, morning. Thanks for having me. You probably don't remember In Like Flint either, do you? I know the term, but not the show you're referencing. Uh, <laughs> I was a super spy back before uh, super spies were were uh, multi-bajillionaire movie stars who made their own. Yeah, back in the day. All right, so uh, now I've proven to everybody how old I am and how uh, halfway my memory works. You and I have talked about uh, MTU issues since uh, since forever uh, because uh, the MTU, in my personal opinion, is a very important and integral part of uh, any community, in particular ours, uh, because there are a ton of people who get around using the MTU, uh, even though there are some uh, MTU haters who look out the window and say, I just saw the bus go by, it's empty. Or there's only four people in it. And well, you know, then keep an eye on it, because in a little while, you'll it'll go by again. It'll be full. It's, uh, you know, it's not full from start to finish, but it is very important. Yesterday, the uh, lieutenant governor was in town to take a look at the uh, transitioning fleet of buses. Some of uh, your buses are being replaced with smaller, more efficient buses, even electric buses. How is that going to change the way uh, municipal transit utility operates in La Crosse? Well, yeah, it was an honor to have them at our facility. Uh, we didn't just talk about buses, but we also talked about funding and infrastructure, which are two big components, obviously, to upgrading a fleet. But um, we are, we run right now, we run clean diesel buses, but we are in the works right now to receive two full electric buses this fall, and we're actually receiving two more hybrid buses um, the following year. And really what we're doing is we're going along with, uh, you know, everybody right now trying to reduce the carbon footprint and reduce emissions and just try to be more efficient. So the MTU is one of the first in the state to kind of take that first step. So um, I don't want to call us pioneers in the field in the state of Wisconsin, but really other than Madison and Racine, there's really nobody else operating these buses. But um, it's not just for the next year or two. We're really looking for the, the, the future and, and how can we really upgrade our fleet to make it more um uh, user-friendly and rider-friendly, but also to be more friendly on the environment. Well, and the import, the user-friendly and rider-friendly is super important. Uh, obviously, uh, if you can do it uh, more efficiently, that's important as well. XL Energy uh, is a, a partner in making sure that the buses that are electric or the hybrids are fully uh, charged and ready to go winter or summer. Uh, that's got to be helpful, too, that you've got other uh, businesses in the community that are buying into efficiency and uh, greener. Absolutely, and it's nice to have an expert in the field because I'm not an electric expert. I'm a bus expert, but um, hopefully our two brains get together and we can come up with a great product. And one thing that we're really doing, I talked really about you know, the future here, and with Excel what we're doing is we're actually building our, our infrastructure uh, to have the capabilities for more charging stations for the future. So once again, we're not looking for just this year next year. We're looking for three, four, and five years out. And we're also going to be doing a separate meter for this uh, operation here. So hopefully we can be kind of a pilot program for the rest of the city where, you know, if a, a different department would like to get, you know, one or two electric vehicles that have a spot to charge them and not have to invest that in their own charging station. So uh, at the end, it'll obviously save people money, the taxpayers money, because we'll have a localized charging station as opposed to each department trying to start from ground zero. Are you going to have localized charging stations all at the bus garage or, or a bus barn, or are you going to plant them around around the city? 
Nope. Right now they'll be at our bus barn because, like I said, we have to upgrade our electrical grid down there. Um, so that's where we're starting. Um, obviously, okay. there's talks for years down the road of expanding it, but right now we're focused right there at our facility. And as, uh, so you, you and XL will get together and build uh, uh, more. You, you'll only need two uh, charging stations initially. Is that correct? Do I, if, do I understand the numbers yep. correctly? That's, right. that's correct. Two buses and two charging stations. But with these two charging stations, we can actually add a third bus to work off of these if we set them right with our routes that get uh, sent out. So it's all about timing. Uh, we are getting 150 kilowatt chargers, so they got more than enough power to make sure these buses are ready to go every single day. We won't have to do a midday charge, which is really important sure. for uh, the service and reliability of our routes. Super helpful. Well, and, and I wonder, th- when because it sounds like you and XL thinking a long-term, years out, uh, was there or is there consideration to building more than two charging stations so that in a couple of years when you get a third, a fourth, a fifth, you don't have to call XL and say, hey, remember that building that was this big? Come back and make it even bigger now. Cause, uh, or maybe you uh, lease space to other businesses who need uh, charging stations until such time that you need them for uh, new buses, something like that? Yeah, so right now with Excel, when we get our new uh, transformer that's going to be put in this uh, this summer, it's going to be large enough to hold six chargers. Six, so, okay. And then we're also going to run the conduit for the other charging stations. So as we uh, receive more grant money, hopefully, fingers crossed, and we can uh, have the opportunity to purchase more buses, we won't have to bring Excel back in uh, to dig up any more ground or run any more pipe. It'll just be to install and uh, commission the charging station. So. Uh, we'll be ready for more to come in the future without that, having to do, uh, once again, start from ground zero. That's awesome. Uh, Ed, you begin, because of COVID, I know that you uh, stopped a uh, fare collection. That will resume uh, the uh, 3rd of next month, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we, we, we stopped fare collection for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we were the benefit of some CARES money that was able to backfill some revenue loss. Um, but we also wanted to stop that face-to-face interaction, obviously, to help slow the spread. And we also recognize that people during this time, you know, a lot of people were out of work and people were struggling, and that we could take that burden off of a bus pass. Um, that's something that we felt that we were able to do. Come back to where we are now, unfortunately, we do have to start charging revenue again. We are the last in the state to do so, so uh, hats off to the team that worked uh, with the budget here to try to, you know, hold out as long as we could. Um, and we were originally going to start uh, the 1st of April here, and it was not an April Fool's joke. Uh, um, but we wanted to get some more safety measures in place. So some of the parts were on back order because of COVID. Um, and once those get installed this month here, May 3rd, we'll resume fares. And for anybody that bought a bus pass in April, that bus pass for April will be valid in May. So all they have to do is show an April pass, and they don't have to come down and swap it out. So the drivers will know that that'll be uh, valid. Super. Nobody will have an expired pass that they haven't had a chance to use yet. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, good deal. Hey, uh, I appreciate Adam. Thank you very much for spending time with us this morning, uh, helping us to understand how lacrosse and the MTU is moving forward. 